0: Welcome to another episode of the Wike Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wyke. I want to thank you guys first and foremost. Literally, our numbers have jumped double digits over the span of just the first two episodes. So I'm, I'm thrilled, I'm honored, I'm appreciative of everyone who has tuned in on iTunes, who have subscribed, who go to the website and, and check it out on my website or download it directly to your PC or Mac. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the episodes. I'm loving the podcast. you know you guys have, have pretty much asked for some type of new content from me other than the writing of articles and interviews and blogs and stuff like that. So I, I you know was a little hesitant. obviously I'm a co-host of Central Bodybuilding Radio and and I love that. And so I'm like, yeah I mean, you know maybe maybe I want to start a podcast, maybe not. It depends on time and editing and, and you know I, I have no clue how to do the editing. I have to figure that out. Uh, Figure out the software to use, you know, obviously, I already have the mic since I'm on the radio with with Jeff for central bodybuilding. But you know, I kind of went into this with open arms, you know, I, I it's something that I wanted to try. And, and I'm glad I did, because I'm having a blast, and it's because of you guys. I mean, if you guys didn't want the content, I, I would put my effort and energy somewhere else, but, you know, from the messages that I've been getting through, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger, and emails, and social media, and through my website, you know, so many people have said, hey, we really like the episodes, you know, this one really didn't pertain to me specifically, but, you know, I, I got the concept and, and the principles behind what you're trying to say, and I'm able to implement that into my own life and share that with my family and my friends. So that's really cool to hear. So if you have a story, if, if you're listening to a podcast and you're like, wow, you know, that really reached out and touched me. It made me realize, you know, things about my life or my fitness or or me as a person that, you know, I didn't think about before. And it gave me a new outlook on, you know, whatever, life, fitness, business, you know, anything, you know, let me know. I love hearing those stories. It just motivates me more to put out more and more good content for you guys. So I definitely want to say thank you for for doing that. And if you haven't already, if if you are on iTunes, please consider subscribing. It definitely, you know, helps me out. lets me know that you guys like the content and that you're listening and that you don't want to miss an episode. Um, you know, but also I want to talk about something that, that's up on my website. So if you're not listening to this over on whitefitness.com, uh, whenever you have some free time, hop over there, there's tons of content. Uh, you know, every, everything over there is free. There's archived articles, archived interviews, obviously all the podcasts are going to be up there that way. Uh, you know, if you miss an episode and you're not subscribed, vi- uh, via iTunes, you can go over there and listen to whatever you guys missed. Uh, but we do have like a store and stuff like that, which, which helps keep the site up and running and, and, you know, helps upgrade some stuff, but we also have eBooks, and and that's something that a lot of people have asked for and one is on personal training and and mistakes that personal trainers make and it's a book dedicated to saying look you know here's a whole bunch of mistakes that personal trainers make, you know, don't make the same mistakes. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. Uh, you know, it's going to frustrate you. It's going to make you rethink the things that you're doing, why you're doing them. And then the other book is a true, you know, guide to health and fitness. It, it talks about, uh, you know, obviously health and fitness, but supplementation and nutrition and goal setting, how to work out on the road, how to eat healthy while you're on the road, uh, just a whole bunch of different topics all in one. Um, it's it's literally a great resource to have uh, depending on what type of ebook platform that you use to to download it it's it's over 100 pages so it's well worth the money and and it's not expensive I think it's like 499. Um, and then the the other ebook I believe is maybe one ninety-nine, I believe, or ninety-nine cents, something like that, uh, for the training, personal training book. But go check those out. If if you go to whitefitness.com, you just click on ebooks and, and both are right there. They have little descriptions so you can read what they're about, and then there's a link that will take you to a a homepage where you can pick whatever platform you want to use to download it. So whether it's uh the iTunes Store or uh, Nook. Um, you know, there's, there's probably, wow, over a handful of different places that you can download it. So all of that's over there. I just wanted to make sure that, that, you know, you guys were aware of that in case you wanted some, some good reading material that you can use anytime. But, you know, obviously the last two episodes were more geared towards business and and entrepreneurship. So I wanted to take today to talk about something about health and fitness and wellness as a whole. And, and there's a, there's two different things that I want to talk about. And, and the first one is, and it goes hand in hand with what I'm going to kind of end with, um, something that happened in Brazil and their government with, in terms of health and fitness, something that they implemented that's doing extremely well. And, and I want to start off by, you know, kind of explaining and sharing what I've done, uh, in, in the, in my own community. And and how I actually got the community involved in health and fitness. And, you know, I, I would say many moons ago, when I was a uh, a strength coach at Topohocken High School here in Pennsylvania, I, I started a community wellness program after school, obviously, from the time school ended until about five o'clock. I would work with all of the student athletes. So, you know, the sports teams would come in, you know, they would have their workouts ready. They knew exactly what they had to do. For the most part, I wouldn't have to babysit them. There were a few that I would have to, you know, guide along in their workouts if they weren't grasping the concepts or the form uh, or or the exercise itself. But, you know, so from about three to five, I primarily worked just with the athletes. We would have different students come in and, and they could use the gym, as well, and you know they had my service as well. If they had any questions, they could re- you know come over and say, "Hey, Matt, I got a question about this," or if you know they were uh, they had poor form, I'd go over and correct them. Uh, the staff would also come in, and and surprisingly, a lot of the staff at Topa Hocken High School engaged in in the after school program, and and it was a way for them to pretty much get in a free workout because they you know were employees of of you know staff of the school district, so that was kind of cool. And then I had this idea that I wanted to get the community involved. It, uh, you know, we kind of closed up shop around five o'clock. The athletes would leave, go home. Obviously, they would do their, their nightly thing. You know, they would have dinner, do their homework, study, whatever, uh, you know, play a little bit. And and I, I didn't want it to end there. You know, driving all the way up to Topohocken for, you know, just a couple hours didn't make sense. And I mean, obviously, I would go up there early and I would work out prior to the students and the student athletes and the faculty coming in to to use the gym. But I didn't want it to end there. There had to be something more. And I and I kept thinking about, you know, what could I do to to engage more people to come in after school and and kind of get the the itch of working out, you know, have you know, get the bug bite and, and you know, have everybody just want to come in and and just be itching to work out. And I thought about this and, and I came up with this community um, wellness program. And so I opened up to the community, the school district actually did a little bit of advertising for it, and we got about 25 people to, to do it the first year that uh, I started it. And it only lasted one year, I ended up leaving the school district to go work full time at a gym, uh, I needed to get some some health benefits and stuff like that, it was uh, right after college, so that was kind of important to me. But you know, in, in that span of a year, I basically created a program, and like I said, 25 people uh, signed up. And, and it wasn't free. And that's a key part of, you know, but keep that in the back of your mind that, that it was not free because we're going to touch on that and, and how it compares to what Brazil's government did. And, and it was $5 a visit. And some of you might be going, Oh man, $5 a visit. You know, how many times, you know, did they have to come in? We opened it up twice a week. It was a Tuesday and Thursday program. And those 25 people were able to come in. At 5 o'clock, some of them came in a little bit early. Um, You know, I really didn't want them to do that because I wanted to dedicate the time towards uh, the students and the athletes and the faculty. But some of them came in early, you know, based off their work schedule or they had to get home early or one day that maybe they had to come in early because they had something they had to do. But, you know, for the most part, everybody came in between 5 and 8 p.m. And basically, it wasn't just a open gym, so to speak. I didn't want people just to come in and, you know, aimlessly just wander around the gym trying to figure out what to do. So I literally made a specific and individualized workout for every single one of them. So 25 workouts. Now, now mind you, again, it was $5 a day. So that's $10 a week. Uh, So you're looking at roughly $40 a month for the membership. Now, now remember, this is way back. This is, you know, almost... 10 years ago, at least. Uh, ooh, wow, probably over 10, uh, maybe like 12 years ago. And, you know, it was before, you know, the Sandy Hook thing and, and you know, schools were locked down all the time. And, you know, the the way that Topa was set up, you could come in the front doors and you had the office right there and you had the gymnasium. And next to the gymnasium was the gym. The gym wasn't anything big or spectacular. Uh, you know, it was, it was a fairly tiny gym, but it was enough to put in, you know, some equipment, uh, you know, squat racks, Smith machines, a whole bunch of different uh, like Cybex type materi- uh, uh, equipment, uh, cardio pieces, dumbbells, medicine balls, you know, but, but the nice thing was it was connected to the gymnasium. So when I was working with different athletes, especially the basketball uh, athletes, we would be able to do stuff in the weight room and then go out into the gymnasium and do different drills. And and you know cardiovascular training and agility and speed and footwork and stuff like that right there in the gymnasium, which which was really nice. It was very convenient. It's not like I had to walk over the school to go do different things with with the athletes. So this after school program again, twenty five uh, people from the community signed up, five dollars a day, two days a week, ten dollars a week, forty dollars a month. Now each of them got their individualized workout dedicated to whatever goals. They needed, so you know, we had some some women who came in who were very thin and frail who wanted to put on some size, you know, not not you know body build so to speak, um, but they wanted to put on some muscle, put on some weight, and then obviously we had you know people from all walks of life, you know, men, women, uh, middle age, elderly who who wanted to lose weight. So I would create programs specifically for them to reach their goals, and and every single day I wanted to do something different. My my whole thing is with personal training and and I would say that I'm not a normal personal trainer. I'm not the type who doesn't want to give their client everything and just simply wants to go through the workout, count reps and collect a paycheck. I literally want people to understand what they're doing, why they're doing it and and get a full understanding of the program that I have in place and and how to implement that so that they can go do things on their own. Now, you might be thinking, but Matt, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're, you're literally just walking away from money and you're absolutely right. And it's the same thing that I do with my online training clients. If you talk to any of my online training clients, I, I tell them up front, I want to give you the tools to succeed, but I want you to be able to not need me. So ask as many questions as you need whenever You have those questions and eventually I want you to be able to just go live your life. I want fitness and health and wellness and nutrition to be second nature. I literally want you to know it like the back of your hand. You don't need me. Uh, You know, maybe you're, you're looking at different information or you're reading the different content that I put out because it's engaging. You know, you're, you're a wealth, uh, you know, you, you're kind of a sponge. You want to soak up all the knowledge that, that I put out there in my content and that's, that's great. That's what I want. But I don't want you to have to feel like you're going into a workout completely clueless. You have no idea what you're doing. And, and you're leaning on the trainer to to provide everything for you. Now, granted, it's cool to to walk into a workout and not know what you're going to be doing exercise-wise, you know, keeping it fresh, keeping it fun. You know, that's, that's what makes things stick. If you're doing the same workout day in and day out, Every single week, each month, uh, your client's going to hate you. It's going to be the most, you know, painful workout ever, uh, no pun intended, that you literally just don't want to do anymore because it's, it's just monotonous. It's, it's not fun. So, you know, I, I try and give everybody all the knowledge that I can. So with this community program, what I did was every single day that they came in, now obviously the people would not come in all at five o'clock. You would have people that would come in, like I said, a little early. You would have people that would come at 5, maybe 5.30. Some would be sneaking in at 7, 7.30 saying, hey, I just got to quick get my workout in and go. Uh, I didn't have time to get in earlier, which was fine. Uh, you know, Obviously, I was there until 8 anyways, unless everybody came and, and they were gone. And I would just close up shop early and, and head out of there. But every time that they came in, I gave them a packet. And in that packet was something new some type of knowledge that I felt they could learn from and apply to their life. It could have been nutrition tips. It could have been tips on how to eat out and how to choose healthy food options. It could be uh, you have to stop at a fast food restaurant. What do you get? Or uh, you have 30 minutes to work out at home because you can't make it to the gym. What do you do? So it's just different stuff like that, and then I mean, obviously there was stuff that talked about um, different disorders and different illnesses and how to prevent them. Uh, if you get them, you know what what steps are necessary. You know, obviously you have to go to your doctor, but you know, is it something that nutrition can help with? Um, you know, with you know diabetes, nutrition is very important. But that's that's all the type of stuff that I would give out and i would give like a brief summary of what it's about so that it got them excited to read it when they got home and, and and funny enough some of them would even jump on the bike to warm up and they would start thumbing through the packet that i would give them and and that was cool to see because people people love that they loved being engaged they loved getting the information they loved furthering their knowledge of health and fitness and how it can apply to them and change their life, change their habits, change their behaviors, and just take all of those negativity, you know, all the negativity and all the negative habits and, and lifestyle changes that they made years ago and turn them around into healthy ones. I mean, the smiles on on their face every single day that they walked in made it all worth it because they knew that they were coming in and they were going to get something that they could take away from you know, for only $5. So they got their workout in. They got time with me one-on-one. They got a pamphlet. They got to talk to me, you know, any question that they had, I would answer. And and to tie this in with what I was talking about in the beginning, Brazil is actually doing something really cool. And I'm not sure how it would work here in the States uh, because everybody has an excuse as to why they can't work out. But, you know, the summary for this study... Was physical inactivity is a global health problem that leads to approximately 3.2 million deaths each year. and this is according to the World Health Organization, uh, who? WHO. Researchers from the University of Missouri School of Medicine have found that the government-sponsored community activity program in Brazil is improving activity levels of women. Now, obviously that's that's just one piece of a, a bigger uh, hole. But nonetheless, so the researchers believe that the program could actually be scaled up and adapted to other communities around the world, and I completely agree with this. But but here's the cool thing: it's free, which is which is different from everything else that we're used to. I mean, it, it, the, the 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 long-standing joke is nothing in life is free, and and this program obviously it's it's government funded, so you know, if it came to the States, your tax dollars would, would help pay for this. So I get that. But it's not like, you know, you're paying $10 or $20 or if you go to Equinox and you're paying a couple hundred dollars per month on, on a workout uh, or a gym membership, rather. Um, the Brazilian government, it, you know, created this program free to the residents basically just to combat the rising obesity rates in Brazil. You know, they're, they're being proactive and that's something that I would love to see here in the States. I don't think we're doing enough to, to fight the obesity epidemic that that's going on right now, because if you look at statistics, it's, it's constantly rising. I mean, over 60% of, of Americans are overweight and, and of those like 30% or more, I think it's like 32, 33% is considered obese. That's, that's crazy. I mean, if you look to your left and you look to the right and just about 7 out of 10 people are, are overweight, that's a scary number. You know, where, where do we think that's going to lead? I mean, think about all the premature deaths that, that are going on here in the states alone. I mean, it's, it's insane. So so basically the program in Brazil it it was aimed for adults obviously um but but what they found was it attracted more middle-aged and and older women who who really didn't exercise frequently prior so when they tried to to do this research and check the effectiveness of the program you know they found that Um, It it does meet their goal of increasing physical activity for for adult women, at least in these communities. And and the program consisted of those free physical activity classes that were actually offered by trained physical educators. So it's not like some bum off the street or some government official was there like saying, okay, let's do pushups. Let's do jumping jacks. Okay, run in place. They actually had trained physical educators there doing this. And it was every weekday morning and late afternoon in a community setting. So it's not like it was in a gym or a health club or a studio. It it was actually held in like different renovated public spaces like parks and plazas and stuff like that where where people can just come and and do their workout, which I thought is is a really cool concept. I mean, I love to work out outside and 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 be physically active out with nature. So whether it's out on a trail or hiking, Or, you know, you go to a park and you're surrounded by nature and, you know, you're running by the water and you see the leaves, especially like in fall too, when you're running and the leaves are changing, the scenery is amazing. It makes the workout so much nicer because it takes your mind off of, you know, literally just pounding the pavement, running or walking or riding a bike or or whatever you're doing outside. Um, So I thought it was really cool that they're doing this outside in parks and plazas. And, And obviously all the participants... They were screened prior for, you know, hypertension and obesity. And, and, you know, if they had any signs that would tip them off, like, hey, this person should not probably engage in in this activity right now, they would, you know, refer them to their, you know, doctor or, you know, to their public health program if, if was needed. So, you know, I just thought it was really cool. And in addition, the participants actually were provided free dietary guidance as well. And, and I think that's important. I I mean, I think that's almost more important than, than activity. I mean, if you're eating junk, you know, you're, you're not going to outwork a poor diet. You're just not. I mean, if you eat McDonald's every day and you hit the gym, I don't care. How long you're in the gym? You're you're not going to change your health and your fitness. You you know you might be able to run further and longer maybe, but you know your weight's probably not going to change much if any at all. Um, and you know if you're trying to put on size, it's going to end up being sloppy size. It's it's very difficult to out train a poor diet, and and so this whole thing got me thinking. I mean obviously when you think about physical activity levels and and wanting to improve them. All the benefits that come with it, you know, all the things that it, it mitigates and reduces. I mean, hypertension. I mean, you know, you have high, you know high blood pressure, your cholesterol, your weight, uh, you know, your risk of heart attack, your risk of cancer, your risk of diabetes. I mean, it lowers everything. And I mean, it, you know, granted, it's don't don't take this as you're going to exercise and you're going to live to 103 and never get sick and not have any uh, illnesses or or diseases or anything like that things happen, you know, and, and sometimes it happens for a reason that we don't understand. It's out of our control. So, you know, don't take it as fitness is the end all be all for, for staying healthy and fit and and living this great lifestyle where nobody gets sick. It, you know, it, it doesn't always work like that. However, it does reduce the chances of a lot of the illnesses, diseases, um, you know, you know, joint pain, you know, obviously obesity, obesity is the worst. I mean, if if you're obese, let's let's think about this. If if you want to talk about your quality of life, and and you wake up every morning and we hop out of bed and we think nothing of it, imagine a 500, 600 pound individual trying to get out of bed. Ain't gonna happen. Not on their own. And if they do, they better pray that they don't fall. And and I'm not saying this in in a negative way to to downplay or or to poke fun at these individuals. It's it's a way of life for them. Their quality of life has deteriorated. The things that we take for granted, getting up every morning and hopping out of bed, you know, jumping on our two feet and walking over getting a shower, you know, bathing, brushing our teeth, whatever, that is a chore for a lot of these individuals, just getting out of bed. Now, imagine trying to to wash your body. I mean, you have more uh, you know more body mass than the average human being. you're You're not gonna be able to to get all of those places. And if you're bedridden because you know you're you're morbidly obese, you're gonna get bed sores and and you're gonna be uncomfortable all day long. like the the laundry list of things that that happen, you know, once you you know slide down that slippery slope of obesity, it it does not have a good ending and and I don't want that to, to sound um, cruel or or mean. It's it's just a fact of life. Your your quality of life deteriorates. Putting on shoes for somebody who's obese, you know, don't even think about getting shoes with laces. You're not gonna get down to to tie those up. You're just not. So, you know, just think about those things and think about your own life and And maybe you have, you know, one heck of a success story. Maybe you were that individual, you know, maybe not to the extent of of 500, 600 pounds, but maybe you were overweight or obese and you started exercising, you started eating right. You changed those negative lifestyle behaviors that you were doing prior and you changed them into good, healthy behaviors and you lost all that weight. Now you're healthy. You feel great. You wake up energized, you know, ready to go tackle the day. Maybe that was you. So I think that's something that we all have to think about and and consider. And going back to this whole Brazil free uh, you know exercise program, you know, how would that affect us here in the States? We have so many people that could exercise, but they choose not to. You know, they, they talk about, oh, I don't I don't have time. I don't have time, Matt. I'm too busy. Well, what about those four hours that you spent at night watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? or some stupid sitcom that that provides no educational value whatsoever. Uh it's reality television or or whatever. You have the time. I mean heck, you could jump on a treadmill or a bike and watch your 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 silly shows while exercising. But you don't. You'd rather sit on the couch with a snack, maybe a soda or, or some type of sugary beverage or alcoholic beverage and and watch your shows. So I don't want to hear your excuse that you don't have time. You choose not to have time. You choose to not make health and fitness a priority. And, and you know what? That's your decision. I, I can't judge you for that because that's something that only you can decide. But when people start complaining about their health or issues, They're, you know, they're walking up steps. They got to stop after three steps because they're exhausted. Well, now you have 20 people behind you who are trying to get past you because you're taking your good old time because you can't make it up those steps. So because your quality of life is deteriorating, you're causing other people to wait, to be late, to have to, you know, go out of their way to, to go around you, to change their plans. And and don't think that your health just affects you. It affects everybody around you. If if you've ever had someone who you know was suffering or 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 dying of cancer, you know that that disease does not just affect that individual. It affects the entire family. And you know, while the family may come together as a whole and and be there for each other and be there for the individual who's battling cancer, it takes a toll on that family and and those friends of that individual, uh, you know, because they care about that person. You know, they don't want to see them sick. They don't want to see them, you know, in, in their deathbed or whatever the case may be. Uh, they don't want to see that, and and so it it hurts family and friends, and and a lot of them have to do some stuff for for the individual. Um, you know, whether they're they're too weak or frail, based off of you know whatever treatment that they're going through and, you know, you have to get them into the car to go to treatment or to go to the doctors or go to a, some type of visit, um, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe they're too weak to, to bathe themselves and, and you have to bathe them, uh, too weak to clothe themselves, so you have to put their clothes on for them, um, th- you know, they don't have the energy to, to get up and, and make meals, so you have to go make food for them or, you know, you have to pay to have a visiting nurse come in or or somebody who, you know, is there 24/7 that can take care of the individual or the family member. Um, you know, so just think about that. You know, your life decisions, they don't just affect you. They affect everybody. And and I say that to to all the parents out there. If you have kids, you know, obviously you want to exercise and 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 better your life for you. You know, that needs to be a priority. But, you know, think about your kids. And, and their future and and what their life would be like without you. What if you woke up tomorrow and, and found out that, you know, you had, you know, stage three cancer or, or, you know, whatever, whatever stage cancer. And, and they're saying there's nothing that we can do. It's, it's just going to get worse. Like we can, we can treat it somewhat, but inevitably, you know, cancer will take your life. And think, think about that. Let that settle in for a second and be like, wow, I'm not going to be here as long as I thought I was. What am I going to miss? What am I going to miss my child or children do? Am I going to be around long enough to see them get married? Am I going to get to be a grandparent? Or am I going to go when my kid is a teenager and they're going to have to live the rest of their life seeing what a certain disease or illness has done to me? And ultimately scarred them for the rest of their life. So think about those things. Getting healthy and changing your lifestyle. It's not difficult, folks. It's not. I mean, sure, losing all the weight and, and and you know, if you have 50 pounds to lose, 100 pounds to lose or more, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not. And And I'm probably preaching to the choir here. A lot of you are probably... Healthy individuals who exercise regularly, and and you're probably there nodding your head because you know exactly what I'm saying. But to the people that are out there who, you know, you might be a little overweight or maybe you're obese. Look at yourself in the mirror. What type of life do you want to live? How long do you want to live? Who are you living for? Obviously, live for yourself. But who else is in your life that that means something to you? What is it going to do to them when you're no longer there? When they have to bury you? When they have to pay for your funeral? And see you either go into a, a mausoleum or, or get put into the ground. What is that going to do mentally and emotionally to that individual who cares for you? Who loves you? Think about that. That's powerful. So, you know, don't just do it for you. I mean, do it for the people that you love. The people around you. The people who support you. Change your life. Change, change your habits. Change your lifestyle. It's, it's not difficult. And it doesn't all have to be done at once. Do things step by step. Maybe you eliminate soda from your diet. Make that your first step. Then maybe you start walking two days a week. Then maybe you take out uh, you know some sugar, some other sugar in your diet, or or you know refined carbohydrates or whatever. Uh, and 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 you're doing those types of things. And then maybe you're walking three days a week now. And instead of walking 15 minutes, maybe you're on to 30 minutes, three days a week now. You know. I don't like to say make baby steps, but that's ultimately what we're doing. So, getting back to will will this type of program that that Brazil has implemented, their government has implemented for their people and their community? will that work here in the states? I want everyone to to kind of think about that and think about your own life. If you're not working out, which if you're listening to the podcast, I find it hard to believe that you're not already working out um, unless you're you're trying to get some knowledge in terms of what the steps need to be in order to, you know, change your life, um, you're all probably working out. So think about that. The people that are working out, do you feel that a free community program, kind of like what Brazil did, where people can go, and obviously, you know, with the seasons that we have here in the States, it would probably be seasonal. It's not like you're going to have communities in, in Pennsylvania uh, going outside to to do workouts in the park or or at a playground or something in January with snow on the ground. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. You know, more likely to happen in June and July maybe, but uh you know, is that something that you think people would do? Would would they implement a free exercise program if it was given to their community and and it was instructed by educated and certified trainers and uh you know, done in a place where it's, it's exciting. It's, you know, beautiful. It's energizing. Uh, what a free program like that funded by the government, ultimately our pack, our tax dollars. Do you think that would change our, our overweight and obesity epidemic? Do you think that it would lower those numbers? I, I have my take. Um, I think that either it would steady the number Uh, And and it would slow the increase or it would slightly decrease our, our number of obese and overweight individuals. I think that mentally people aren't willing to put in the time and effort. I think that's why they come up with all of their excuses. So free or not. I mean, let's be honest here, people. We have gym memberships that are $10 a month. That's that's pretty dang cheap. I mean, if you really wanted to change your life for $10 a month to, to join a gym, that's not a lot of money. And yes, there's an effort. You're going to have to drive to the gym and and go through your workout, but that's, that's a small investment to, you know, change your life and, and better your life and your quality of life, uh, in the long run. So you know, my take is: Would would this work in the United States? I, I would say very little effect, if anything. Um, I'm just being real. I'm being honest. I, I don't see a lot of people making the change. A lot of people say that they want to make the change. I mean, look at people that are smoking, and and you know, I, I personally have not found one person that that I know or that I've ran into who smokes. Who doesn't complain about the habit? Ah, I feel terrible. Uh, you know, I feel like I always have to have a cigarette. Uh, it's affecting my health. It's expensive. Holy moly, is it expensive? So, you know, I think it leads leads down that same path. People people in their head they want to do it, but they don't have the willpower or the or the want to truly change. And and for that reason, that's that's why I think it it would fail. Uh, I, I tip my hat and commend Brazil. I think that's an awesome thing that they're doing, that the government has implemented and I'm glad it's working on part of the population with women. I would love to see what it would take down there to have the men more engaged. Uh, are are they finding that in general, more women are not willing to exercise and that's why their number has, has been shown to be so high in this study. And that men are are more physically active and and they're going to gyms or, or they're already doing stuff on their own. And that's why they didn't score as high as the women in, in this study. I don't know. I think there's a lot more that, that we could look at and, and try and figure out and, and dissect a little bit more. But I commend them. I think it's awesome. So, you know, Brazilian government, I tip my hat to you. That's, that's a very cool program. It's, you know, obviously helping the, the women down there and change their life and change their health habits. So, you know, would I love to see something like that in the States just to see how it does? Absolutely. I mean, we, heck, we even have insurance policies, you know, in different insurance companies that are paying. Let me say that again, that are paying people's gym memberships just to go and work out. We will pay your gym membership. You just have to go a certain amount of days during the week. How's that working out? Obesity and overweight rates still climbing. So obviously it's not doing too well. Even if we make it free, it it doesn't appear that, that Americans are jumping on board. So I don't have high hopes for it here in the United States. I would love to see it implemented just to try, see, you know, see what happens. Uh, Hey, maybe, maybe you want to do something. Maybe you want to create your own community program, your own community wellness program, like what I did at, at High School. And and you want to have the community go to a park or a playground or something, and and you want to go through a workout with whoever shows up. Do it, try it, see what happens. Get people engaged. Uh, you know, you never know. You might change some lives, which which is a really really cool thing. And you know that's that's what I want to kind of end this on. Uh, you know, we're we're right around the the forty minute mark, and uh, so if you're doing cardio listening to this. Uh, if you're doing it for 30 minutes, we're over. If you're doing it for 45, we're <laughs> we're slightly under. But I want to thank you guys. Thank you so much for for tuning into another episode. Uh, this is a blast. I love I love thinking about things and and making you guys think and educate and and inform. So thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Matt Wyke for the Wyke Fitness Podcast. I will catch you on the next episode.